This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to XO Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your questions and I, Bunny Michael, guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. Okay, well, wow. So I'm recording this on Monday, October 5th. And I don't know what's going to happen between now and this moment and the time that you listen to this. But once again, we are in another crisis mode, another aspect of our reality, another moment of truth where we just have to process and we have to just sit with the things that are happening that are outside of our control. And those things range from what's happening inside the hospital's presidential suite to what's happening inside the immigration detention centers to what's happening inside our ex's house to what's happening inside our kitchens to what's happening with our parents to what's happening on the news, you know, all of these things. The most important thing for us to remember is that we can have all these feelings and we can accept all all these feelings without needing to have a solution right now, all right? We don't have to be an expert. We don't have to know exactly how to solve every problem at every moment we experience that problem, okay? That is not our job. What our job is, is to be present, to witness what's happening, and to try to bring as much love and compassion and kindness into this world that we can right? And that looks different for all of us. Sometimes it's sitting in silence. Sometimes it's saying something online. Sometimes it's calling a friend. Sometimes it's having a discussion with your parents. Whatever it is, however it looks for you, is how it's supposed to be. And we need to just center ourselves in our hearts and follow the guidance of our hearts. And that's all we can really do. Because honestly, If we could control every aspect of our life, it wouldn't necessarily be a good thing. We need the mystery because this is the education. This is how we grow. We grow when we are challenged. We change when we're forced to look at something we didn't want to see. And this is the time right now where all of that stuff is coming to the surface in our personal lives and in our collective lives. And it's nitty and it's gritty and it's ugly and it's scary. But if we didn't see it, we couldn't change it. We couldn't build something new. If we didn't look at our negative thoughts, we wouldn't be able to quiet them. 
because we would have no awareness. We would have no space between what happens and witnessing what happens. And your higher self is the witness to what happens. And it gives you the space to process it, sit with it, and do what's right and what your heart is telling you to do about it. And I believe in us and I believe that we are on that path and we're exactly where we need to be. So with that in mind, let's just get quiet right now and listen to each other's stories about what each other are dealing with in our personal lives and know that we're all on this journey together, okay? Let's play the first question. Hi, so I am a New York City performing artist and as a lot of you have heard, we haven't been performing, we've been feeling a little bit lost um, and I find that with the entire community. Now at first I was excited to start working on new projects, have this time off, but now I feel like it's hurting my sense of self. Who I am is deeply ingrained in the performances that I do. It's it's something that I work very hard to create. And I've also started dating someone new during this pandemic. Now I started dating them in April and by April I was fine. I was still um, getting accustomed to this new life. However, six, seven months in, I find myself uh, changing. Uh, I feel like I'm a shell of myself because I'm unable to be that person. And the person that I'm dating, who is now my boyfriend, uh, he works a lot. He works consistently. Um, he has more work to do now that COVID started. And it seems like he has less time and I have way more time on my plate. Whereas if it wasn't if COVID wasn't a thing, we would both be equally busy. However, I feel needy. Um, I feel like he's dating someone that's not good enough for him. I don't feel good enough for anybody or anything right now, even if I've been working on myself and meditating daily. And I just want to know, um, how do I regain my sense of self when I have lost so much? And how do I feel like an equal partner when my partner is still living his regular life and I am home all day wishing he was here? So thank you so much. <laughs> um, looking forward to what you have to say. You've been very insightful and super helpful throughout this time, not just for me, but, you know, the community. So thank you. First of all, I want to ask you if you've ever considered performing virtually. I know it's not the same as an audience in the flesh, but creating an event or series where you can express that much needed part of you, even in a small way, can help sustain you until things open back up again. We have to get creative now about how to get our needs met in all areas of our life. Maybe you can even get a group of performers to collab with you online. I'm sure there are a lot of people in your community who are feeling just like you and itching to get out there. One positive thing about virtual performances is anyone can attend no matter where they live. So in a way, it gives you an even greater access to expand your audience. Secondly, you're learning a very important lesson out of this restriction because although your passion and your career are very important aspects of your life, they're not who you are. 
You are so much more than a performance artist. And sometimes when the universe presents us with a situation that really sucks, we have to ask our higher selves, okay, what are you teaching me right now? How is this situation bringing me more self-compassion and making me more aware of my inherent wholeness? What fears are coming up that I need to let go of? Because the reason now this has manifested into an issue in your relationship is because you've gone from your career giving you validation to your relationship giving you validation, right? The partner perfectly fit in that empty space when the pandemic started, but now that its sense of fulfilling you and fulfilling that emptiness is waning because no one person can validate your worth forever, you're now confronting an issue that you have been unconscious of before. You are worthy for just being you, not for being a success, not for your art, not for your partnership, none of that. You were enough before those things were part of your life. But because you have forgotten this truth, without those things, you feel like you don't know who you are. So you're sitting at home thinking the issue is you miss your partner when you really miss your higher self. Deep in your heart, beyond all the things you do, what you say, who you're with, is a place where you and your higher self meet. It's a place where there's an intimate connection to the warmth and love within you. It's a feeling of fulfillment that isn't temporary. It's eternal. We can meditate all day long, but if we don't know why we're meditating, it won't be useful to us. We meditate to quiet our minds enough just to be with ourselves in the deepest way possible in the present moment, to connect to who we are beyond the physical and the material realm. This is a beautiful practice, but unless you want to be a monk or live in an ashram, meditation isn't the only thing you should be doing to know that part of you. Beyond starting a creative project that is tied to career, how else could you explore yourself? How else could you enjoy yourself? Just for no other purpose than to have some fun with yourself and celebrate who you are and give yourself some much needed care, attention, and inspiration. When you set out to discover more about yourself, that's exactly what you will discover. Today, after you listen to this, when you have the time, I want you to write a letter to your higher self. I want you to ask your higher self to guide you, to give you a sign, a spark that will point you to a new discovery. I want you to tell your higher self that you are open to listening and learning, that you will be putting in the effort and attention and loving care, that you are grateful for the opportunity. I want you to ask your higher self to take your self-doubt, your fear and your attachments, your loneliness, and render them powerless. I want you to tell your higher self that you know you're worthy, that you know you're beautiful, kind, caring, and giving, that you know that everything that's happening now is an opportunity for growth. Then I want you to put that letter in a special place in your room. You can put it on the wall or fold it up, but every time you start to question who you are, I want you to take out that letter and read it. This is Bunny here. I wanted to let you know that the following question and answer references abuse. 
Please skip over the question if it's something that you don't want to listen to. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Benny. Um, Just wanted to say first, thanks so much for your podcast and your Instagram. It's really been very inspiring and comforting to me lately. Um, I have a question. I don't want to give too many details because I don't want to identify myself or this person, but um, I have a friend who we've been friends for a very long time, and um, I've also been friends with her husband for a very long time, over a decade for both of them, and um, a, a man and a woman. And so they were recently married, and they moved far away. So um, we've kind of been, you know, haven't been able to hang out and be closer as much as we used to, but we've been keeping in touch. Um, a while back, I actually learned that my friend, their marriage was actually not doing great, and the man was actually arrested for strangling my friend. And she told me apparently it's all the several instances of physical violence in their relationship and like substance abuse and I knew that my male friend had a drinking problem but I never had seen it delve into anything like physical violence and so it just broke my heart and surprised me because I never would have thought that my friend would do something like this but it also broke my heart for my friend who's married to him and they I guess have since reconciled but I'm having a really hard time deciding whether or not I want to continue my friendship with the person who was the perpetrator of the abuse. Um, it's some, I'm really angry at him and I feel like he's been dishonest and I'm just really struggling with whether or not to forget him or keep being friends with them. I don't know. Do I, can I find it in my heart to forgive him or am I just, you know, falling into an abuser's trap where they gaslight you into believing that they did nothing wrong and it was, you know, they love bomb you and everything's forgiven, but then they turn around, right back around and do it again. So I'm just really scared for my friend, scared for her physical safety and for her emotional safety. And I'd really appreciate some insight on this. Thank you so much. Bye. I'm so sorry to hear about what happened to your friend. This is so heartbreaking. And I can totally understand why you feel shocked and hurt and angry. I feel angry just hearing about it. Abusive relationships are so common. And as much as we want to protect the people we love, sometimes we just don't see it coming. It's not your fault that this happened. But staying friends with the husband just 
doesn't make sense to me right now. There's a big difference between forgiveness and staying friends. You can forgive a person out of the compassion of your higher self who knows that this guy needs a lot of healing and you want the best for him and everyone involved. But your higher self also knows when someone has crossed a boundary that has compromised your safety and the safety of the people you love. Let's take a moment and just leave him out of it. right now. The person that really needs the support of your friendship is the wife who absolutely should be seeking therapy or counseling to get some professional outside support. I'm extremely concerned for her safety and that needs to be the priority. I'm sure you already know this, but relaying to her how concerned you are and that she needs to see a counselor and that there's a lot of support online as well for domestic abuse. I would also reach out to any other friends or family members in her circle that need to know she's in a vulnerable situation and in more cases than not, things only get worse unless some drastic changes are made. Maybe you can offer her a place to stay, just make your support fully known. Abusive relationships thrive in secrecy and isolation and it often takes a village and there's a lot of good resources online to give you some pointers on how to have these difficult conversations with a friend in abusive relationship because it's really important that she doesn't feel judged like she is doing something wrong. So I'll put up some links below the transcript of this episode on my site for you to look at. I can sense right now in your heart, you know what the right thing is to do. You know you can't just be friends like nothing ever happened. The game has changed now. And when you lead by example as someone who is clear about your boundaries, who puts your safety over the guilt of hurting the feelings of someone who is being abusive, you are showing your friend that, hey, this is not okay. And she should be working with the therapist or group therapy that will help her address her physical, mental, and emotional safety. Now, back to the husband. The support you can give him should you choose to volunteer your support is to tell him he needs help, that what he did is not okay. But I would do that with abundance of caution because I don't want you to put yourself in an emotionally unsafe place. If you do express all these things and she distances herself from you or as a couple they distance themselves from you because that could happen too, Just make sure she knows you will always be available to her no matter what. Remember, your strength comes from love and compassion, and that is the guidance you need to support an outcome that enables healing, not more harm. Hey, Bunny. Thanks for taking my question. Lately, I've been feeling very creatively stifled. It's not like I'm in some sort of block. I mean, I'm always creating. I'm a writer by nature. And um, I think something I'm having trouble with is, I guess, wanting to put my work out there again. You know, I was writing a lot of songs and doing music and organizing tours and stuff before all the COVID stuff happened. And then that definitely put things into perspective when we had to go into quarantine. And, you know, now that things are starting to come back up again, um, I, I feel a little insecure about sharing my work again for some reason. I think maybe a part of me is like, well, who really cares about what I have to say or what I make in this 
current climate that we're in. Um, but I know that that's not true because I feel that I do have a gift that I should share with the world, not for any purpose of fame or money, but just to connect and, and, you know, feel like my work has, has weight and purpose in the world. So how, how is, uh, how do you think, um, is a good way to overcome that feeling of wanting to share things in the world, but not knowing if anyone out there is going to re- respond or care? Um, thanks again and, uh, hope you have a good day. Bye. Being an artist is hard enough as it is, but doing it during this time adds another layer of meaning to everything we create because our experience always informs our self-expression. You took some time off of working at the same frequency you did before this all started, and I think that was good for you. But now you feel you lost some sense of purpose, and that's totally understandable. First of all, You're out of practice, so it's going to take some time to get back into the routine of being creative. It's always hard in the beginning. You just feel rusty and not in your groove. So it's easier to judge yourself and get really fearful like, oh, see, I'm not good enough anymore. I've lost it. Which is absolutely not true because all art is is self-expression and you can't lose yourself. You're stuck with that forever. And secondly, with everything going on, all the suffering, confusion, political upheaval, you might be writing a song about like a breakup or something and be like, who fucking cares about my breakup when the world is like on fire? But I'm going to tell you something that we as artists have to remember. Art is healing. We need the songs, the drawings, the dances, the paintings, the films. We need them now even more because we need to feel the beauty and the inspiration. We need to feel like we can relate to something, to have something personal, to sit in our rooms and light some Palo Santo and put on our favorite song and sing it to ourselves and have some moment of joy. We need to watch a funny movie and laugh so hard that we cry. We need to look at a beautiful painting and think, how the hell could somebody be so freaking talented? We need to feel human. And the job of the artist is to give us a new perspective, not just on the political and social issues of our lives, but also the very personal, intimate, emotional, and joyful parts too. So yes, people will care. People will always care about art. And if you ever doubt that, ask yourself if you care. Because what you really care about is what you should put into your art. Put your whole heart into it. You're actually more ready than you've ever been before. Just keep going. Hey, Bunny. I felt for some time now that I could use some of your advice and have to voice my inner higher self. I apologize in advance if my grammar is poor sometimes because I'm not a native English speaker. Yeah, so I'm in my third relationship right now and it's a very good, nourishing relationship. He's a very caring and loving and supportive partner and I can talk with him about everything and he won't touch me. But I also feel like I'm growing disgusted of him like sexually disgusted i don't want him to touch me and yeah initiate sex something like that but when i think of him it's not like that it's just when he's in front of me like the real thing 
and it's not the first time this happened to me this happened in my former two relationship but at that time i it felt natural to me because some bad things happened in these relationships and also it wasn't just as mature as i'm right now but now that it's happening again i feel like okay this is not only because of those things that happened back then and i thought about it and i feel like it's maybe because he's really um loving me and accepting me in such a big way that it makes him a sissy in my eyes like him loving me with my faults and despite me being sometimes mean to him makes him unattractive i feel like i don't have to earn his love i am just getting it and i know that i have this concept of love in my mind that you have to earn love i know that i take a lot of effort into being loved and sometimes i also wish he would take more effort into me loving him and this is probably also something why i'm feeling disgusted because it feels like we're just cuddling and he's not trying to be interesting or yeah exciting to me which he probably isn't like he's not doing it on purpose <laughs> and i hate um yeah seeing how i think that way and i really don't want to lose this relationship because until now i have never felt so much joy even though right now it's very much mixed with confusion and despair and i know that this is also maybe something i should go to a therapist to and i also already was but i hope that your um, that you can give me uh, yeah like voice the higher self that maybe also can give me some new perspectives to think about the thing and yeah thank you already for answering and i really really appreciate your efforts and work and i hope i didn't talk too long and still made my situation comprehensible yeah thank you when i first heard this i was like well if you're not attracted to your partner then maybe you shouldn't be physically intimate with them but then you said this is a pattern in a lot of your relationships and i was like okay there's something deeper going on here you hit it right on the nose when you said you think the issue could be that he's really loving and accepting so he seems like a quote sissy in your eyes because it seems to me like you are looking at this relationship from a very patriarchal place which is very ego-based and that's why you have a warped understanding of what it means to earn love. We are all conditioned by living in a patriarchal world that enforces gender roles where a man is a quote sissy for being loving and accepting because in the patriarchy love and acceptance is a weakness and dominance is strength. So if he isn't criticizing you or putting you down in some way, aka dominating you mentally and emotionally and making you feel weak, you don't see him as strong. And therefore, he is unattractive. But the truth is to love and accept somebody for who they are takes strength. To be compassionate and understanding, to accept people's flaws takes courage because it means you have the emotional maturity to accept your own flaws and be compassionate towards yourself. His willingness to be good to you is earning love. That's what love is. Now, it's okay if you don't feel that way towards him, if you don't love him, if you aren't attracted to him. But don't confuse what's really going on here. 
There's nothing exciting about not treating someone with kindness. And if you're looking for real excitement, you can find it in a caring and accepting relationship. There are a lot of ways to make the relationship more exciting, especially in the bedroom. Maybe you want him to be more dominating in a safe space like role-playing or kink. Maybe that's what turns you on and that's totally cool. Maybe you just want someone who turns you on more or is more spontaneous or inspires you more. But you have to really think about why you're losing respect for someone who shows you respect. Doesn't that really mean you're disrespecting yourself? Everyone is a mirror to how we treat ourselves. Who we let in, who we spend time with, can give us a glimpse of what we think we deserve in our life. And your higher self knows that you deserve to be loved just for who you are. And so does he. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. To hear extended episodes, get exclusive content, and directly support the making of Exo Higher Self, become a Patreon subscriber by making a small monthly contribution. We couldn't do this without the support of our patrons. Visit patreon.com backslash exohigherself. If you love the show and want to be in touch with what's new, follow us on Instagram at exohigherself. If you can, give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. It greatly increases our chances to reach new listeners and expand the community. Be gentle, patient, and kind to yourself this week. Get quiet enough to hear what your heart is telling you. And thank your spirit for the opportunity. I love you, and so does your higher self. See you next week. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 